we're here. And now, Hi. yeah, and now we're starting Corn on the Macabre. I'm Katie Adkins. I'm Kelly Reed. And I'm terrified of sleep paralysis. Whoop, whoop. I didn't even know it was, ooh, ooh. That ASMR. Effort, that effervescence. <laughs> the, what you call it, like a clack? It's not a pop. It's a clack. So, well, it's clack. Not, it's not a pap, because a pap is from a bottle. Pap also makes me think of. Pap smear? Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to think of that when I'm drinking. I was trying to go for like a Midwestern accent. Pap. Pap. Okay, like a pap. Yeah. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Okay. But I can't do that accent very well. So <laughs> it's like a snap, crack, pop. A snap? A, a clack? Like what snap, it? clack. It's a snap, clack. Here we go. That snap, clack. Solved it. <laughs> Have you ever had any sleep paralysis experiences? No, well, okay, wait, no. So I was actually talking about this, like, semi-recently, but it wasn't so much, I didn't try to move. So I woke up when I was a kid, and I was living in, like, a big house, and it was, like, the night before Christmas, and I remember feeling like the door had been opened, and then looking over and seeing, like, a big, tall shadow figure in the doorway. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. I don't know if I would classify that as sleep paralysis, but it's in the same realm, for oh sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was spooky. But I thought it was Santa. You thought it was Santa, so you weren't scared? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was kind of scared because he didn't answer me. You're like, Santa? I was like, Santa. And then he just stood there and I was like, oh, maybe not. It's Santa. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, that's like the Grinch. You're basically little Cindy Lou Who. (laughs) That's basically what happened. That's basically what that was, except uh, his heart did not grow three sizes larger. His height did. His height did because he was fucking terrifying. That's... You know, I wonder how ghosts respond to kids that aren't scared, where they're just like, well, fuck, that's not what I came here for. I came to scare the shit out of you. Well, maybe he was grateful. Maybe he was tired of being the spooky boy. Maybe. Maybe ghosts get maybe, tired of being spooky Like all the time. Casper, the friendly ghost. Yeah, sometimes they want to make friends. I know. I have a weird sleep paralysis experience. Well, I kind of have two, I guess. And I know you've heard these stories too many times, because I, I talk about this subject way too much. Because it scares the shit out of me. And it's interesting. Well, I didn't know it was a phenomenon that happened to a lot of people. Like, so growing up as a kid, I thought I was just, like, a freak or some shit. Because, like, it only happened to me twice. And the first time, it wasn't even scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a nightmare. I was a little kid. It was a Scooby-Doo nightmare. <laughs> the Scooby-Doo nightmare switched to my parents, my brother, and my dad turned into evil ghosts. Like, cartoonish Scooby-Doo-type ghosts with... Ray guns that were trying to hunt and kill me and my mom, mm-hmm. which to a six-year-old little girl, the idea of her parents trying to kill her is, like, terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. regardless of cartoonish look or not. And I got so scared that I remember I started lucid dreaming because it was like my – it was like I was getting to a point to where I was so scared, I was – it felt like I was inoperable or something. Like, mm-hmm. I was about to – kill myself through fear or some crazy shit and it was like a def- it was almost like a survival defense mechanism where my brain was like brain was like let's this get in here <laughs> my brain was like no 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 girl no girl this ain't real you do this to yourself fucking calm and i remember standing in my dream standing there going like this isn't real and it was like i floated up out of my dream body and it was like i floated up i floated out of the house into the sky into my body and i was like okay i could feel i was like corporeal Mm-hmm. and I couldn't move at all. I was so paralyzed, I couldn't open my eyelids. 
And I just felt completely paralyzed. I did not feel a presence of anything evil. I didn't feel anything like that. It just felt like I'm paralyzed and paralyzed. And even though I had never heard of sleep paralysis at the time, because I was a child, your body does this when you're asleep. Like, instinctually, I knew that. Yeah. And I started to panic, but my chest wouldn't heave and go up and down. Mm -hmm. So I could feel myself starting to, like, it felt like I was choking, like, hyperventilating because I couldn't breathe. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you're going to suffocate yourself. And then all of a sudden, I was standing in my room looking at my own body, seeing myself sound asleep, and it just felt this overwhelming feeling of calm, and I felt totally fine, and was like, okay, I'm good, it's fine, I'm alive, no big deal. And all of a sudden, I was back in my dream, but I was hyper lucid dreaming, and I was like, okay, I can change this, I can make it a unicorn on a hill, and like, move everything around. Mm -hmm. And I did that until I woke up. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah. Unicorns on hill is a good time. Well, I was trying to think of the most cliche, like, fuzzy, warmy, care bear things possible. Right, yeah, stuff to make you feel better. Which a six-year-old girl is going to be a unicorn on a fucking hill. God, bless that unicorn. Bless that unicorn. The second time was a little scarier, because I was definitely up and moving for part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. I was 15, and I was trying to go to sleep, and my eyes were closed, when all of a sudden it felt like... A pressure of, like, two hands like this on my face, like, shaking my face. And for mm. those of you who are listening and can't see, uh, just imagine two faces grab... Two faces. Two wow. faces grabbing your face. <laughs> I meant to say hands. For those of you who, can't, who are listening and can't see, two hands grabbing your face, shaking. Like, just shaking your face. Yikes. And I couldn't open my eyes. I was completely paralyzed to the point where my eyes would not open. My eyelids were paralyzed. And all I just saw was a light, a red light shining through my eyelids, which could have been just a light and my eyelids made it red. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling myself, I'm going to count down from 10. When I get to one, it's going to go away. So I did that. And when I got to one, it went away. And I opened my eyes. I shot up. Everything in my room was fine. And then all of a sudden, it felt as if a giant rolling pin went under my mattress towards me. And I, like, felt my body roll up. and down like my mattress like went up but it was like a rolling motion and i lost my shit (laughs) and i started screaming and i stood up and i ran straight out of my room and i ran to my mom who was in the room adjacent to me so we shared a wall and i like told her what happened i was so freaked out and she was like it's okay it's okay you can like sleep in here like no big deal and it freaked me out that she believed me yeah and then, I think that's the best thing you can do when your yeah. kid's freaking out. Just, just be like, I okay, mean, this is- I was I was a little old for that kind of thing. Oh. Like I was fifteen. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I wasn't like seven. Never mind. <laughs> so that's why it was like this is weird. And then throughout the entire night, like me and my mom kept waking up to the sounds of like like hitting my wall, like as if someone was on the other side, like knocking on the wall. Mm. Was it's- that at your creepy house? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, is that my creepy house? I grew up in a creepy house. <laughs> that was the one and only time that ever happened, but it very much stayed with me, clearly. Yeah, for sure. And so because I've had those weird experiences, I'm scared that, like, one day it's going to come back. Yeah, like you're susceptible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I'm actually going to mention that in one of my stories. I know mine is kind of long. If you wanted to go ahead and go into yours. Uh, Yeah, sure. So, let me just pull that bitch up real quick. Oh, also, I want to mention to everyone listening who 
I don't know, is new, has been listening. We have a website now. Woo! It's cotmpodcast.com. I've started a blog on it, which I'm going to start doing. I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. Because we talk about so much stuff that involves visuals that I think it would be really useful that once we're, once we stream an episode, um, we can upload the visuals to the blog. And that way you can to, just go to one spot and see it all. Yeah. You don't have to search it yourself. Yeah, I started it today. So right now the only blog that's up is for episode one on Creatures Encrypted. So I have like the Aswang photos on okay. there. I have the Lesaguya, the horse face. Yeah. The sexy horse face lady. <laughs> There's this one photo I found that's hysterical. It's of this sexy hot lady with just this skeleton <laughs> horse face. I really hope that's what you used. <laughs> and then... um. The Smiling Man, which there's only fan art of that because it's a creepypasta. Same for the pocket. Mm-hmm. So. We'll just add to that as we go. Yeah. Also, um, converted. Oh, hey, cheese. Converted my cosplay Patreon to a, our podcast Patreon. So I'm going to be editing that. So right now it's just, you know, patreon.com slash the tiger wizard. But I'm going to change it to New things are coming. New things are coming. Sound equipment's expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, cheesy. And I feel really bad because I just have not kept up with my cosplay, like, in the slightest. I mean, it's time-consuming and expensive. It's so time-consuming. Like, (laughs) just making the costumes, just, it costs more money than I was making. So. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. All right, so I just have, like, a brief little history thing that I thought was cool. Okay. Um, I found out that the word nightmare comes from people who suffer from sleep paralysis. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So nightmare used to mean sleep paralysis. Huh. Like, when you experience a nightmare, that's what people used to refer to it as. And I thought that was interesting before we might start on our stories on it. Hmm. And I was going to ask you if you saw that when you looked no, it up. No, I didn't. Yeah, um, sleep paralysis used to be called, or sometimes called, the night hag syndrome. Okay. That, that, that I have a reference to. Okay, that you got. Okay. Oh, yeah, the word night-mare, or nightmare, was used to describe the ph- this phenomenon before the word acquired its modern, more general meaning. Um, such sleep paralysis was widely considered the work of demons, and more specifically, incubi. So the word mare, or mare, translates to incubi. Which is a type mm. of demon. Right. Um, which is an incubi is um, a type of demon that visits you when you sleep and, like, rapes you and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just casual things. Casual <laughs> demon things. So, uh, and they were, incubi were also thought to sit on the chests of sleepers. Yep. So in Old English, the name <laughs> for these beings, yeah, was mare or mare. Hence. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now you Sweet. go. <laughs> um, so the first ever mention of sleep paralysis actually came in 1664 so it's like really yeah it comes from way back and it was a dutch physician who published a case history on a woman with sleep paralysis the way that he wrote it down though like the way that it was described Mm -hmm. is the devil lay upon her and held her down okay does your stories involve people sitting on your chest some of them that's interesting okay Mm -hmm. so in japan it's called uh kanashibari it is rooted in uh, Buddhism. Uh, it was believed that Buddhist monks could use magic to paralyze others. So they have their own name for it. In Newfoundland, sleep paralysis is called Attack of the Old Hag. Okay, there it is. There it is. 
And in China, it's labeled as ghost oppression, which I personally love. Ghost oppression. I'm being oppressed by ghosts. That's exactly what it is. And then um, a new study reports that in Mexico, people may say that sleep paralysis feels like a dead body crawled on top of me. You know, I, I get that. Yeah. Based off the stories I've read, I get that. It's creepy. What country was that? That was Mexico. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure the way it translates to English, if it were a more similar translation, probably be like, a dead person sits upon me. Yeah. Versus like, like a dead body crawled on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. They Climbing is mentioned a decent a bit. So... Let me, because that, that freaks the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, like, the scariest story that I read today, and I know it off the top of my head, and I don't have to look at my notes. That's how I was like, I'm not okay. Yikes. <laughs> yikes, yikes, um, yikes. So it was this woman who had never experienced sleep paralysis before. Um, she lives in London. Not that that's really important. But anyway, um, she fell asleep one night, as you do, mm-hmm. um, and she wakes up, but she's not really awake. She just, she sees herself sleeping and she's looking around her room. She notices like where she's at and like what's going on. And then she sees a shadowy figure at the edge of her bed, like sitting on the edge of her bed and it's wearing white and its knees are curled up to its chest and it's sitting there rocking. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I fucking hate it. And it scared the shit out of her. So she wakes up like it, the fear woke her up. So she like, she comes back. She's like, okay, I should be fine now. It was just a dream. I'm going to go back to bed. And she falls back asleep. Well, she looks around, sees her room, sees herself. Only now the figure is like crawling up her body. No. And like holding her down and she can't move. Like that's when like her sleep paralysis like really kicks in and she cannot move at all. And it's just like moving its way up her. And she's like, the only thing she can do is like wiggle a little bit yeah and so she's like just trying to wake herself up yeah and it gets to the point where she's finally able to so (laughs) she wakes up she's like i'm not going back to sleep i refuse but of course you can only fight it for so long yeah she falls asleep she sees the creature like holding her down still on top of her and she sees her husband enter the room and that's when she freaks the fuck out because he really entered the room like, he was there. She was seeing all this happening, and that made that thing real to her. Yeah. So. It wasn't a dream anymore. It wasn't a dream anymore. It was this thing was really there, and it was on top of her. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yeah. So, she that was all the sleep she got that night. Yeah, I fucking bet. Which, Jesus. I mean, Brendan told me a story that was, like, really similar to that. That was really freaky. Brendan has some freaky, weird stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But he had something, like, crawl up him and hold him down. I was like, ugh! <laughs> Is that whole idea of something, like, slowly working its way? Yikes. Yeah, um, I, That's how it was when we talked about Annabelle. Mm-hmm. He was experiencing sleep paralysis, and Annabelle, the doll, was climbing up his body. Ooh. You remember that? Wait, which? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked remember about, the remember, yeah. Yeah, the toy or the doll. Epi- really, it's a doll episode. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it's not a it's toy not toys, episode. It's dolls. It's dolls. And you wonder why my bed is like suspended. Nothing can get to me. And if they do, they're crawling on the ceiling and will fuck me at that point, anyways. If anything crawled on the ceiling, I'd be done. I'd be if so anything crawled on the done. ceiling, regardless of where I am in relation to the ceiling, I'm freaked out. So yeah. Whatever, but if it's underneath me, I'm like, all right, you know what? I have the high ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I have the high ground. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. Ooh, hey, babe. So this next guy, he just said, I've never had any visual encounters, but it happened the first time I was laying on my left side and started to feel a pressure on my chest. When I realized I was paralyzed and started panicking, something whispered in my ear, just coming in to say goodnight. <gasps> oh, I hate that. That's when I, that's when I felt like something was pushing me towards the edge of my bed. Uh-uh. Yeah. I creepy hate that. Okay, so here's another one that is freaky because um, it's related to the first story. And that's, that's like, honestly, the scariest thing about sleep paralysis is, like, I can understand, like, the sleep paralysis thing, like, just being held down or feeling like you can't move because that's, like, a physical thing that happens to us, right? Right. Like, when we're asleep, our bodies are shut down, so we don't do, or we don't act out our dreams or whatever. Unless you're me and you have fucking bizarre ass sleepwalking shit, which I found out while I no longer sleepwalk, I found out recently from Zach that I scream in my sleep. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that I yell in my sleep a lot. And I'll just, it's not like a screaming, like, high pitch. I'll just be like, ah! And there'll be times <laughs> where he, like, swears I'm awake. Uh-huh. Like, my eyes will be open and I'll look right at him, but I have no memory of it. That's creepy. For the first few times I stayed over at his place, he'd be like, I'm so sorry I keep waking you up at night. And I'm like, you didn't wake me up at all. Mm-hmm. He's just like, but you, you, like, look at me and talk to me. And I'm like, nah, yeah, I'm asleep. Nope. <laughs> I, hope this is, I hope this doesn't creep you out, but I do that while sleeping. <laughs> fun. Fun, fun, fun. If you ever want to... signed up for this feature. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you ever want to ask me questions and have me either answer in complete truths or nonsense, do it when I'm asleep, because I will answer. That's the crazy mm-hmm. part. My mom used to... My, my mother... She used to do it to me when I was younger. She'd come into my room and sit on the edge of the bed and ask me. I, I don't remember this. She told me she did this when I got older. She was like, yeah, I'll ask you questions and see how you answer. And I'm like, that feels like an invasion that, yeah, of privacy. That feels like, it's like asking someone questions when they're drugged. Yeah, yeah that's how it feels. I was like, I don't want to tell you anything awkward, mom. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask awkward, awkward questions. My God. Like, <laughs> who's your crush, Katie? Like, I don't <laughs> Shut up, mom. <laughs> that should be your answer when you're asleep. Shut up, mom. Shut up, mom. <laughs> Go away. Yeah, okay, continue. So, um, so this guy was sharing a hotel room with his sister and his parents, and then he woke up, woke up, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh, and was fixed laying on his back, hallucinating seeing this small woman in white. Why in white? That's the first I've ever heard that. That's two stories now. That's where the it's like first- a person in white. That's the first I've ever heard that, but continue. Yeah, it's a small woman. Um, She climbs from the front of the bed and up onto him. It's the old hag. It's the old fucking hag. Like, this bitch is everywhere. Maybe it's multiple different types of demons. Mm-hmm. And then, well, and this one had a demonic grin on her face as she crawled over him and put her face right in front of his. Did she have red eyes? Um, no. Okay, some of the people... In the documentary I watched, theirs had, like, a color red or red eyes or something red about them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, the, I, not that he mentioned, at least. Interesting. That's so interesting. It makes me, you know how, like, we talked about how, um, like, Zozo, the Ouija board demon, like... Who tried to fucking visit me, by the way. Yeah, Zozo. That was not cool. That was fucking ridiculous that person probably thought i was straight up nuts because it was a girl that i had met like maybe once before we had been (laughs) drinking at like a halloween party 
And like she was, she and I were the only ones playing with it. Nobody else wanted to mess with it. And it was like a pretty full house. So I'm just like, yeah, let's do this. Like, la-di-da. And then um, I can't remember what all we asked, but I remember it was not great leading up to that. Like, are you happy? No. But do you like the party? Yes. And then then the girl asked, do you want to join the party? And I was like, why would you do that? Why would you invite it? I was like, what? what? Why? And and he was like, yes. And she was like, well, what's your name? And it went Z-O. And I literally threw the planchette i was like or no i said goodbye goodbye let it to goodbye and then threw the planchette off of it and stuffed it under the table like all within like two seconds and i'm just like this is normal that girl looked at me like i was a fucking psycho no i fucking bet no hell to the motherfucking no (laughs) oh god the whole thing that freaks me out the most about sleep paralysis is that i had no idea it existed as a phenomenon right like the documentary I watched is called The Nightmare, and it was made in 2015, and I watched it because I was looking for a scary movie to watch at the time. Right. And I think I watched it back in 2017? Yeah, it was pretty recent. Somewhere around that time. And uh, the more I watched it, the more I was like, this is kind of weird. Probably some psychological thing. Like, I thought it was, like, an illness. hmm You know, like, I thought it was, like, a psychological illness that people experience. I'll tell you a couple of the stories I learned from the documentary where I was like, that is weird and doesn't fully line up with that theory unless it's just insanely coincidental. What freaked me out is I felt this need to talk to my mom about it, mm-hmm. who I had never spoke to my mom about any of this. And my mom growing up told me ghosts aren't real, demons aren't real, like none of that shit's real. Only for me to find out that she had been lying to me my whole life just to keep me from being scared. Because she she totally did believe in all that stuff. Right. She just didn't want me to believe in all that stuff. So she was trying to keep me in the dark about it. And before I told her anything about what I had learned, I was like, have you ever experienced sleep paralysis? And she goes, yeah, I have. And I was like, do you know anyone else that's experienced sleep paralysis? And she was like, no, not really. I haven't really talked to anyone about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, what's your experience? And her sleep paralysis was basically, like, this really weird encounter she had in this really old bed and breakfast in uh, Athens, Georgia. Wait. No, she experienced sleep paralysis in our fucking house. (laughs) In the creepy fucking house. Sorry. The demon was a not a sleep paralysis thing. There was a second story where she, like, was, like, an invisible force on top of her, but she could move. Mm -hmm. But was being pinned, held down. Mm-hmm. No, her actual sleep paralysis story is in our house, and she told me that they were just sitting at the edge of her bed, and that she believed it was a demon, so she, like, made it a point to pray and do all this stuff for praying and Jesus and you stuff. You said they, so it was more than one? Uh, no, I say they as in, like, I don't know the gender. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. That confuses me, too. When people yeah, say like, they, I'm like, oh, it's more than one, one person. <laughs> no, they me- meaning, like, it's a guy or a girl sitting at the end of the bed. It's a shadow creature. Mm-hmm. The shadow creature. The gender neutral And bed. she could feel, yes, and she could feel the weight of them on the bed. Mm-hmm. And they just sat there watching her. And she told me that was the only time she had that. And then there was another time at this old bed and breakfast. There was this one door that was locked from the other side. Like, not from her side of the room, but the other side of the room. And she couldn't sleep. She got up in the middle of the night. She walked to the kitchen. 
made herself some decaf coffee, came back, and saw that that door was just open. Mm. And she was like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, some unseen force, like, shoved her onto the bed, super freaked out, and felt like it was trying to, like, assault her or something. Mm-hmm. And um, she said she, like, prayed to herself, and it went away. And then she just, like, packed up all of her shit and left. Jeez. And was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, that's the conversation that was prompted when I asked my mom about sleep paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> I then told her about the documentary, and she was like, I had no idea that was something other people experienced. And I'm like, I know! That's the... <laughs> Way to burp while talking, Katie. And that's the thing that freaks me out, is so many people have the exact same experience yeah without knowing about it yeah and that's what freaks me out it's the same fucking story in a lot of cases where it's just like i get i get that sleep paralysis can be shared across everybody but it's this whole like imagery thing and something crawling on top of you like for that to be mentioned so much because it was mentioned in almost every story that i read Mm -hmm. it's like there's gotta be there's gotta be something more to it so in some of my stories the sleep paralysis thing Okay, so for example, it's affected people that I know in my life, a surprising amount of people in my life to the point to where it, it feels more common to me than it probably is. And they, like, friends and family, they, like, didn't know that other people were experiencing that. But in this documentary I watched, people didn't experience it until they heard of it. Hmm. So uh, this one guy ex- explained that he felt like it was, like, some weird STD where, like, he was spreading it to people when he talked about it. It follows. It follows, yeah. Kind of <laughs> like it follows. I'll get into the story of it, but this one guy, he had never heard of it, started dating a girl. She told him she experienced this phenomenon. phenomenon. And he was like, okay, she's crazy, but whatever. <laughs> she hot. I'm into it. Yeah, her. <laughs> he literally wrote her off as, like, well, she's eccentric. <laughs> so... You know, this is what I signed myself up for, I guess. And then while sleeping over at her house, it happened to him all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Except the way he describes his, it just feels more psychological. Because he said he saw a lot of laser lights, like a weird light show, and he could hear humming like a washing machine. He sounds like a shitty copycat. Ooh, maybe. Like a washing machine going on in his head, and he said that he... Mustered up all of his strength to try to turn himself over to, like, wake up his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And the minute he rolled over, it was like he woke up completely unmoved and it was all a dream. And then it started happening to him every single night since. And mm-hmm. it was like he caught sleep paralysis from his girlfriend. So then later on, um, this guy's name is Jeff, I believe. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff R. Because they, you know, want to keep their information their privacy, private. Yeah. Their privacy. He's in St. Louis, Michigan. This was, uh, this started for him, he says started for him back in 2005, which means that at the time this documentary was filmed, he had been experiencing this for 10 years. Hmm. Almost God. daily. Yowza. I would hate yeah. that. I'd be like, prescribe me something. I assume he got some kind of meds for it. I mean, or did he yeah, he got an EEG. He went to a doctor because he was like, well, there's something fucked up with my brain. He got a CAT scan and an EEG. The CAT scan came out fine. I mean, that's 
a CAT scan is what would have told him if he had, like, a tumor or something. Yeah. The EEG, you know, shows your brain waves. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who don't know, an EEG is a test used to find problems related to electrical activity of the brain. It tracks and records brainwave patterns. And his doctor said that his EEG came up with abnormal readings. Hmm. And that was kind of all they would tell him, which sounds vague and full of shit. <laughs> yep. Agreed. Why would your doctor not tell you more information? But whatever. I'm not Jeff, so maybe, maybe he left out what they actually said, which, was uh, like, which is like, "This is totally normal, which and everything's was, fine, you're and it's fine. all in your head." <laughs> so, um, the doctors claimed that his sleep paralysis was caused by stress, and that uh, lifestyle changes would fix it. He tried to, I guess, adjust his lifestyle, whatever the fuck that was. And um, until it started gradually fading away until I almost forgot about it. Then one afternoon, when he was doing housework, he decided to take a nap. And he could feel a tingling sensation come over him. So apparently he got to a point to where he could tell when it was going to happen to him. Mm-hmm. Like he could preemptively, like, know, I guess, which is weird. And I don't, I've never heard of that from well, anyone I mean, else. Yeah. He said it felt familiar, and he knew it, it was going to happen again. And he saw the color laser light show again, and he sat himself up before, I guess, the paralysis set in. I don't know how that works. And so he felt like he got his bearings and was like, all right, I think I stopped it, and I'm going to go to sleep now. So he laid back down, tried to go to sleep, and the moment he felt like he fell asleep, his phone rang, and he was tired. And didn't want to answer it, but he kept ringing, so he got up and answered it. And he could get that they said hello, but it was super staticky and breaking up. This is still Jeff, right? This is still Jeff. Yes. Okay. The guy who claimed he caught sleep paralysis from his girlfriend through word of mouth. Right. And so he got up to see if the connection would get better and clear, and he walked into another room, the living room, and it got clearer. All of a sudden, it was clear, and there was a very pleasant-sounding man on the other end who said, hey, like, can you do me a favor? And he goes, okay, what's the favor? And then in just loud screeching, the man on the other end screamed, let me in. Jeff lost his shit, threw the phone on the ground, and shattered it. And uh, all of a sudden, he said he felt like it was his soul trying to be sucked out of him, and he was freaking out and didn't know what to do, and he just started praying to himself because he didn't know what to do and he said as soon as he did that he felt like someone grabbed him by the back of the shirt and pulled him backwards down the hallway and threw him back into his sleeping body and he like woke up jolted and he looked at his phone and only two minutes had passed Jeez. and he told his friend about it and she didn't know what sleep paralysis was and the next day she texted him being like i hate you i hate you Literally, whatever the fuck that is that you explained happened to you fucking happened to me. And she started having... I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I believe Jeff. I don't know if I believe Jeff either. I don't know if I believe Jeff either. We also have Connie and Forrest, but let's be real. I can pretty much summarize Connie's story to uh, being more like... She grew up with sleep paralysis. It was super scary. When she was about five or six, the same thing came back when she was 15, and she remembers lying in bed wide awake when all of a sudden she felt paralyzed and she could feel a presence in the room. Hmm. She was lying on her left side, and she said that she could just feel an evil presence behind her. 
The feeling of having the presence in the room was scarier than any movie she had ever seen, and it felt just icy, dark, evil, cold. She says that it's that it causes your fear. It makes you feel afraid, and it wants you to feel afraid. Mm. Like, it just comes into the room and just causes this intense feel of fear. And not once did she ever actually believe that it was an illusion. She always completely believed it was totally real and that something bad was happening to her and she didn't know why. When she became an adult, a noise started happening that sounded like demons screaming in her ear, is what she described it as. And that she could feel a presence standing on her bed, standing over her, but she always sleeps on her side. So she couldn't see it, but she could feel the weight of it. She tried as best as she could to try to turn her head to look at them, but she couldn't because she was just so paralyzed. But she said that she could sense the color red, Mm -hmm. like red eyes or a red robe or just something red about them. She said that uh, she tried with all of her might to try to say something to it. And uh, she decided that she was going to try to um, say, Jesus wants you to go. Or something like that. And she wasn't religious. Uh, she wasn't a Christian at all during that time. And she saw the religion as kind of a joke. Um, but she was just what she got out. And she kind of got herself to say, Jesus, whatever. <laughs> and the demon vanished as if it was as if it was never there at all. And it, never, and it never came back. But here is my thing. What about all those other motherfuckers who prayed? And it didn't fucking do shit. What do you mean? I thought they all disappeared when they prayed. Your mom prayed. Well. <laughs> a guy prayed. Jeff. If it Jeff. is his real name. Fucking Jeff. Fucking Jeff. Who is Jeff anyways? Well, here's the other thing is that apparently it turns out this Connie girl went on to make a bunch of YouTube videos about how this experience turned her into a Christian and changed her whole life and all of this stuff. So it's very possible that it's all propaganda. Yes. But whatever, this was the story she the told. The world may never know. My favorite story. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to my favorite story. Um, both Connie and Jeff claimed that they would sometimes go through periods of time where they wouldn't have it. But if they thought about it, talked about it, or became scared of it, it would happen again. It was like an almost guarantee that it would come back. Somehow talking and thinking about it causes it to happen to them. Don't talk about it. <laughs> so don't talk about it like we are. Like we're doing. Like we're doing, so right? Much <laughs> yeah. So my personal favorite story is Forrest. Forrest. Forrest B. Currently, or at least currently to 2015 in Los Angeles, California. But however, he grew up in rural Vermont in the middle of the woods in an old farmhouse about 100 years old. I don't know if that's means anything but that's where he lived and he claims that when he was about a baby when he was about a baby one and a half because he's still in a crib that he has a vivid memory of waking up in his crib paralyzed he would look up at the bars and he saw two anthropomorphic beings standing over him he says this was his very first memory and that he could remember them as vividly then as he can to this day He describes their skin as TV static. So it was like, I forgot to mute it again. Oh, that scared me. Thank you. Thank you, Plague Mouse. (laughs) Thank you for the subscription. 
Or sub, really. Subscriptions with the lame kids say. Sub is what the cool kids say. Okay, so forced. Their skin was like TV static. They would dance the way static did. They were very tall, thin, incredibly long fingers, and had simple, almost cartoon-like faces with the big, inky eyes and a big, inky smile. He said they were laughing at him. They are just laughing and tickling him, but he couldn't move because he was paralyzed. After this experience, his parents said that um, as a baby afterwards, he kept saying the word, Zines over and over again in a panic. Like it was the only word he could get out was Zines, Zines, Zines. What that means, we don't know, but it was freaky and it freaked his parents out. Hmm. And also, after that incident as a baby, he would not sleep in his crib anymore. His parents said that uh, they would try to put him to bed and he would just scream. He just Jeez. absolutely would not sleep in the crib anymore. Also, I'm going to add this to our blog on our website. Uh, a few years ago, he made this creepy-ass Halloween costume mask, and in my opinion, seems to be clearly obsessed with whatever these beings are, and mm-hmm. let me show you this mask, Kelly. I was like, what the fuck? This is not it. Why did I save it under? That's it? Look at that. Ah! It's so creepy, and then this is the drawing he drew of them. Well, that's pretty on point. It's, it looks like a motherfucking alien to me. Um, Yikes. Yeah, it was some pretty yikesies, and I'm going to upload them to the blog after this. Yeah, so he also said that the when he, when he grew up, because he had this almost every single night, yeah, he made this creepy-ass Halloween mask, and it just was fucking weird. Most of his childhood at night, he remembers experiencing sleep paralysis almost every single night and hearing voices along with it. They would be abusive and taunt him. One time, the voice said to him, this is kind of funny. He said, Forrest, you won Insect of the Month Club. We're sending you the first prize to your bedroom right now. I don't know. Hooray! Cool. <laughs> he says that when he changes locations, the monsters change with it. He drew sketches of them. I was a little disappointed. He didn't really talk about them, but basically the shit he saw at his friend's, par- at his friend's apartment is fucking terrifying. It looks like the leper from, um, it. You want to know it? It looks like an illustration from, um, Scary Stories to Tell yes. in the Dark. Yeah, for sure. It absolutely does. It mm-hmm. looks, that's, yep, yep. You know what, for the stream, I'm just going to go ahead and show you guys. But that's pretty much the drawings. So this is what he saw in his nursery, this is what he saw in his friend's apartment, and this is... Apparently he stayed on an Indian reservation. Still would like the story behind that, Yeah, does whatever. he not go into that? Because that no! terrifying. No, he fucking doesn't. And I was like, well, that's cool, I guess. Just give us a sketch and, like, fucking taunt us or whatever. That's some bullshit. Fucking tease us with that shit. Damn it, Forrest. God damn it, Forrest. He said that... When he lived in Boston, he would hear a middle-aged lady singing in a baby's voice, just to give another example for the different, whenever he moved it, the monster would change. The first time as a kid, when he saw an alien in a movie, which was the movie, I think it's called Communion with Christopher Walken, it has like a very stereotypical looking alien, Lisa Frank-esque fucking, you know, the green with the eyes, Mm -hmm. alien, and that was the first time he ever saw an alien on TV. Right. And he immediately correlated it with uh, his experiences to what he saw and was just completely petrified, just terrified. And that's when he realized it is so obvious and clear that what has been visiting him at night is alien abductors. Clearly, 
It's aliens. If it's me. It's always aliens. If it's me talking about it, it's fucking aliens. Hi, welcome to Corners of Macaw, where we bring up aliens every single episode. Look. Look. And I'm not sorry about it. I'm absolutely not sorry about it. Aliens are fucking scary. All this weird shit that's happening to you, 10 out of 10, it's aliens. Fucking it's aliens. science. I'm sorry. Ghosts and demons don't exist, but it's probably aliens. Probably. Probably. I don't know. I don't... I don't know what exists. I just it's like totally talking aliens. about it. I just want a shirt that says it's always aliens. It's always <laughs> aliens. It's always fucking aliens. Oh my god. So he said even in his older in his now older age. I wrote that weird. <laughs> Sorry. He said even now, sometimes they are still very articulate, like when he was younger, but sometimes they would speak to him or around him in gibberish. In early adulthood, he fell asleep and had a nightmare and then woke up to being paralyzed. He could see that there was an old man at the end of his bed, which was different from the usual, you know, alien static TV creatures. And the old man said to him, Forrest, you just came all over your mother's sheets. You just masturbated all over your mother's sheets. You're disgusting. A pervert. And he was like, Tricky, tricky, old man. I didn't masturbate tonight. <laughs> no, no. I remember. It was last. It was two nights ago. Yeah. I said, Forrest, take a break. <laughs> he was like, no, 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 old man at the end of my bed. I didn't masturbate tonight. And surely not on my mother's sheets. Tricky, tricky. Trixie Hobbit Tricky, tricky. Not so sticky. Uh, it's gross. <laughs> he had no idea what was going on, but he recognized the voice as the voice that would taunt him from childhood, the one that told him he won the insect of the club. <laughs> insect of the week! Insect of the month! Club award! So, he then started dating a girl that was very earthy and woodsy and free love and would claim that spirits would just guide her and was just very wood nymphy and like girl if that's how you live like live it to its fucking fullest like eat those leaves roll in that dirt let the wood nymphs guide you they went up to his dad's cabin in canada and while walking in the woods she said let's make a stone circle apparently they had uh collected pebbles from the beach uh-huh. made a stone circle which i imagine is similar to a fairy circle i would think most should, circles look the same we should have another episode on fair we should have an episode on fairies mm-hmm. and she said that we should make a stone circle stand here and be receptive to the earth so she closed her eyes and uh was just sensing the world around her he was just standing there behind her like okay okay you weirdo okay i guess i'll watch you're you do the this. strange one now <laughs> i guess i'll watch you do this She yelled, something's coming. And he looked into the forest and all of a sudden a blue form of like a person uh, type creature started walking towards him. And it felt peaceful, not evil or menacing. And his girlfriend said, she's blue. But her eyes were still closed, so she wasn't actually seeing anything. She was just saying what she was feeling. Hmm. And his girlfriend all of a sudden says to him, she says not to worry about the demons behind you. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Cheryl. What is this? <laughs> Whatever your name is. Thanks, Sunshine. Like, and he goes, what? <laughs> and he, of course, 
turns around and sees them, the two alien-like creatures from his childhood and this TV static, inky eye, glory and all. And it was just the same alien demon creatures. Mm. And that is when he realized that what they want is fear. And as long as he doesn't fear them, they're not getting what they want and they can't get stronger. Hmm. And so the blue spirit then disappeared in the woods and then they walked back to the cabin. And I was a little confused because in this documentary they didn't really conclude. And what then happened. they lived happily ever Maybe after. I fucking missed it, but in this documentary. No, I, they were killed by the demons. I don't night. remember a conclusion <laughs> happening with that, so. It's one or the other, and I'm going with my crazy version. But here's the deal regardless of whether or not you're into it, not into it, wanna believe it it's something that happens to you the nightmare is a very interesting documentary it really is it's very good it's well done there's other this is so many other stories in it i didn't cover at all it covers eight people i only talked vaguely about three of them um there's one dude where literally all of his experiences were like physical pain and just some crazy ass shit so i do recommend it um, right now, though, I think it's only available for a rent on, like, Amazon and Vimeo. Oh, it's not on Netflix anymore? It's not on Netflix Damn. anymore. If I see it on Netflix or Hulu again, I guess I'll give a quick shout-out and be like, go check it out. But yeah, no, The Nightmare. Watch the 2015. There's a really low-quality YouTube one from 2009. Don't watch that. Don't do it. Don't it's a trap. It. Don't watch that one. That's not it. I do think nightmares in general are really interesting. I also didn't realize that the word nightmare itself literally came from Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. That's nuts. But it is crazy how it is a phenomenon that has affected people from all over the world for centuries. Yeah, since 1664. I, you know what? And that's just the first reported case. Yeah, I'm going to say, because all these other super old... Uh, civilizations they have they all have their own words for yeah. it, their own history of it they all like it's fucking weird it's though. weird it's weird the fact that they're shared experiences is the part that freaks me out I yeah think it's interesting the moment i found out my mom had those experiences i was like fuck off no yeah dude when brendan just he, he was telling me a story i had never talked to him about the nightmare or anything about it before and he literally just like described like something from the nightmare like something that somebody had said from the documentary and i was like I don't mean to freak you out, but this is happening to a bunch of people. It's all the same shit. It has to be real. Wait, no. <laughs> but it's nuts. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, there's got to be There's got to be something. There's got to be something. I really want to know what causes my um, sleep screaming, talking, <laughs> walking, sleep movement. Um, apparently, it's just my body not adjusting to REM sleep. Well, scientists honestly have very little to kind of say about what causes sleep paralysis it's something about like your brain oh it, what i have written here is sleep paralysis is a sign that your body is not moving smoothly through the sleep stages of sleep yeah wow i mumbled through that sentence and that very rarely is it linked to deep underlying psychiatric problems yeah. well and also I, I read like you're more susceptible to it when you're stressed out um, also when you're younger. So I guess if you're um, scared of it, yeah, it would make you more susceptible. That's the word? That's the one? That's it? I did it. <laughs> you did it! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> 
So, wow. We did really well on time this episode. Look at us go. Look at us go. Look at this cheese. We're going to do another cheese cam. Look at that cheese. I kind of want to take off. I want y'all to be able to see the cheese. See the cheese. See the cheese. So what we're going to do is we're going to turn off this filter so our green screen. See the cheese. Feel the cheese. Cheesy bread. More? Okay. Look at this happy boy. He's like, hell He's yeah. Little bird cat. Hell yeah. Anyways, that's what my green screen looks like. Heads up. <laughs> so yeah. Um. All right. I guess for the podcasters. Wait, we're podcasters. The podcast listeners. <laughs> to our listeners. There you go. We have a website now. Yay. C-O-T-M podcast at gmail.com. There's also a section where you can send us your personal spooky stories. We still want to hear them. And I still want to eventually make little... I just I just want to read them. I just want to yeah. read them and I want to talk about them on air. That's what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. At C-O-T-M podcast.com, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Corn on the macabre abbreviated yeah um i tried to create a twitter page for us but hilariously enough when they asked for the birthday i didn't realize that i had to put like my actual birthday so i picked a day this year i thought we might have started the podcast and then it flagged the account for being under 13 (laughs) years old going against the terms and conditions so I then had to submit my ID to prove that I was the proper age to have a Twitter account. No, you so... don't understand. My podcast is this many years old. <laughs> so uh, Twitter thinks a newborn baby is trying to make a Twitter and flagged me for it. So that's exciting. However, in the meantime, you can follow my normal Twitter, which is just at the Tiger Wizard. Kelly and I are also on Instagram. At Corn on the Macabre mm-hmm. or the Tiger Wizard. And Kitten Mittens. And Kitten Mittens. And um, keep it creepy, guys. Keep it creepy. Woo! Music by freestockmusic.com. <laughs>